the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Ready? Get up. Don't give up. You already have the victory. Part three. Get up. Don't give up. Y'all ready to get up? Come on, get up, don't give up. God has already given us the victory in Christ Jesus. That's why we got to come to church. That's why we got to learn who we are in Christ, that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, okay? You're not a new creation on your own, okay? You're not, you're not a new creation on your own. It's so crazy that's like, you do you, boo, be yourself, do you. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? You don't know. That's why you lost. That's why we make bad choices, right? That's why we need help. That's why we need to get to church. We need each other so much. Today's culture, today's society is like, no, I'm a boss, babe. I don't need no one. I don't need no man. I don't need nobody to help me. I could do it on my own. No, you don't. You need everyone. Yeah, you need a godly man is what you need. You need Jesus is what you need. You need to change your attitude is what you need. Come on. We don't... No, for real it's a culture it's this attitude that you don't need no one but you want to know what this pandemic has taught us we do need each other we need each other this quarantine has taught us we need each other open the windows hi somebody say hi to your neighbor make a new friend come on let's like we need people we need each other we're better together we're stronger together we're in this together and the enemy he's after unity because when we, when we, when we, man, I'm on a roll with the, whoa, 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 whoa. it's been all day actually. When we unite, we become unstoppable. When we have a united vision, when we have a united cause, the cause of Christ, the cause of Jesus Christ, when we are united in our faith, when we are united in love, when we are united in peace, come on, when we are united in prayer, when we are united cheering each other on, believing the best for each other. When we are united, come on, we become unstoppable. And tonight, y'all, I am so excited about tonight because tonight we are going to be talking about do not give up, get up, and do not give up on people. Do not give up on people and do not give up on yourself. The enemy wants to divide us. He wants division. He's after unity. He's after authority. He wants to belittle authority, right? Because God is a God of order. And you know what comes with order? Great security, great confidence, great confidence, great security in Jesus Christ, right? God has already given us the victory. We are in a war that has already been won by the blood of Jesus. Look at your neighbor say, whoa, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Something like that's an old song. An old song. But Pastor Dan usually like says that somehow. And I'm like, yeah, I always get into it because but I don't really know what the song is. But we're in a war that's already been won. But the enemy, he's got mind games. He's got mind games. So we're warring against ourselves, And we're warring against each other. And we're warring against, Why? So we can be distracted from our cause to win the loss, to make disciples. That starts in our home. It starts with us. Win the loss. Win, win yourself. 
Become a disciple yourself. Become a winner, right? We're in a war that has already been won. That has already been won. What we need to do is we need to learn who is our enemy. People are not our enemies. People are not our enemies, right? The enemy would love for us to think that he does not exist. Oh, there's no devil. There's no such thing. <laughs> no, he's playing games. He's got tricks. Remember we said devil tricks are for kids, right? We growing up here at Love Life. We come to have maximum development in every area of our life. Why? So that when you learn who you are, you learn who the devil is. And you learn that he's under your feet. You learn that you resist him, just resist him, and he flees. He go running, just resist. And we're over here like running from the devil, like, ah, I'm so scared. And he's like, I don't even have to chase you. You're running from nothing. Why? Because we don't know the truth. The truth is what sets you free. The truth is what sets you free. So we're not in a war with each other. We're not in a war with ourselves when we walk in the truth. We're not in a war. Has anybody been warned against yourself in your own brain? Do you know the only thing that's going to stop that is God's word? The only thing that's going to stop that is when you take off the old way of thinking and you put on a new way of thinking, God's way of thinking. But first, you have to learn about God's way of thinking. You need to get around godly people that challenge your thinking. Why you do what you do. Why you respond the way you respond. Why you act the way you act. And why you talk the way you talk. <laughs> right? Paul said in Ephesians 6, 11, 6, 11, 12, the New Living Translation. Put on. We somehow think it's magically going to happen. God, transform me. Make, you know, like there's these songs like, God, change me, change me, God, change me. There's a song right now, but I can't remember it. That's like, make a way, make a way, or something like that. And I'm like, he already made a way in Jesus. And there I go. I mean, I could be listening to country, and I know it's stupid, but I can sing it. But when the religious songs come on, and I'm like, stop saying that. He made a way. And I start preaching to the car. Like, if the boys have been in the car, when a religious song comes on, I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> but then some crazy song. Anyways, we're not going to go there. Put on. <laughs> Put on all of God's armor so that you... Look at your neighbor and say, you. Yeah, you. Even you. Yes, you. The other neighbor you didn't want to look at. Them too. Yes, you. Everybody. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand. You will be able to get up. You will be able to overcome. You will be able. When? When you put on. When who? Who? You. Yeah, you. When you put on. All of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. He's got strategies. And when you learn his strategies, you know his methods, you know his tricks. He ain't got nothing on you. All right. When you see a little kid and you're going you're gonna to play um, hide and seek, okay, and they don't know nothing. You know where they go to hide? Yeah, like one, two, three, and they're right there. And you're like, oh, sweetheart, you don't know how to play. <laughs> you got to hide where I can't see you. I can still see you, you know? 
but they don't know the strategies. They don't know the tricks. They don't know the good hiding places. They don't know where to go. They haven't played hide and seek in the dark yet when it's fun and you fall and you stumble and you still catch them, right? They don't know. And that's what happens to the Christian faith. They're over here like this with the devil. You think this is not a strategy, okay? This is not a war strategy. <laughs> You're in plain sight for the enemy looking like a fool. He don't even have to mess with you. You mess with yourself. There you're getting yourself off track. No, we need to learn his strategies. What's his strategy? He's the accuser of the brethren. He's the slander. He accuses you and he accuses you, right? And he's, it's like the devil, Diablos. He's throwing that ball. He's throwing that ball. He's looking for your weak spot. He's looking for your weak spot. And we think that that's God. We think God's accusing us. We think God is after us. We think God's there ready to deck us, hit us, punch us, send us to hell, right? We think that's God. Why? Because your strategies are mixed up. You like this. Hiding from God. And God knows your heart. God's after your heart. God is completely after your heart. And God wants you to grow up so that you learn the strategies of the devil and you resist him and he flees. And that you have the right methods to fight. We don't fight flesh and blood. If only somebody told me and Chattel that when we were growing up. We thought we fought flesh and blood. Bam, bam. You suck me, I suck you twice. You suck me three times, I suck you four times. Until I can't breathe and then you start crying and I start crying and we're all back to normal, right? Well, no, we don't fight like that. We don't need to fight like that. We are so close now together as like best friends that we don't, we, we, we learned each other's strategies. <laughs> we know what sets each other off. We, we are so, we demand a lot of respect. Like, it's just how we roll. Like, we're two of the same type of person. And when I respect her, and her lane, and her role, and she respects me in my lane, in my role, great success. Great success. When disrespect comes into play, that's when we start fighting flesh and blood. Until we start to see a little flesh and blood. No, just kidding. Growing up, just how it is, right? Everybody has their own thing. I ain't saying this right, okay? These are, this is a long time ago. <laughs> Times are different. Now people be fighting like this. like what are you doing like what what is what you are typing like and like you're they're having a fight and I'm like oh no just suck them once it's done no just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding just kidding all jokes Er, rewind okay let's get back to the word guys let's get back to the word okay so put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firmly against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, take up, okay? Take up the whole armor of God. What did he say? He said for you to put on. He said you will be able to. He says take up, right? Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Having done all to stand, stand. Don't give up, get up, and take up. Don't give up, get up, and take up. What are we going to take up? We're going to take up truth. 
truth that sets you free. We're gonna take up righteousness, understanding that you are in right standing with God. This is what you need to take up. This is what you need to put on. You need to get rid of the old way of doing things. You know, we know what, we, don't need, we need to stop um, boxing. We need to start duking it out. We need to stop one for one, right? No, we need to put it away and put on God's way of doing things so that we can actually have great success, so that we can actually walk this thing out, so that we can actually live God's kind of life here on earth, heaven on earth. You could have great relationships when you stop fighting with people. Like people are awesome when you celebrate their differences. And when you're more forgiving about people's, you know, quirks, they're more forgiving about yours. We all got them. God didn't call us all to be the same person. We all add something to the table. This is a big spice rack over here, okay? We got, we got some that are garlic, some onion. We got some hot chili peppers. <laughs> got some turmeric. <laughs> got the healthy ones. No, but we all add something. We all add our flavor to this world. God's called us all for a specific thing. You need to find yours. Don't be jealous of somebody else's. You don't have to hate on somebody else's. You're a gift. You're a gift. Take up truth that sets you free. Take up righteousness, understanding that you are in right standing with God. This is how we're going to fight the enemy. This is how we resist him when we know that we're in right standing with God, when we know that the truth sets us free and his lies are bondage, right? And if it's bondage, then it's not God's word. Take up peace, peace that passes all understanding. Peace that passes all understanding. I have experienced this once in my life. Oh, once in my life. Yeah, I experienced this once in my life. I am not a peaceful person. I mean, like, thoughts run through my mind very fast. Like, I mean, I just run just like, that's just how I am. It's how I've always been. And growing up, you know, everybody has their own issues. You go through things, you get trust issues. You just, you just have things that happen to you in life, right? With your upbringing, your parents, just different things happen in life. And I am not a very trusting person. Like, I love God and I trust God completely, but it's hard for me to trust people, okay? So it's, it's, I'm working on it, okay? I'm being honest, right? I'm up here being honest. And so when I went to surgery, I have a plan, Okay. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is what you're going to say. This is, I don't want, like, I, I don't know. I'm just a little bit wired different, okay? So I want to be in complete control of the situation. But when you're under anesthesia, you're not in any control, okay? I don't like that. I don't like anything about that. So uh, I have all this written down of how it's going to go and what I'm going to say and, and when I wake up and this is going to happen and you're going to be there and you're going to call this person and you're going to text this person and then you're going to say this. And it's like, calm down, okay? But I don't know how sometimes, you know. It's, just, it's a great thing about me and sometimes it's not so good. But, but when I woke up from surgery, first of all, immediately I knew that it was done. I knew the pain was gone. Like I had been dealing with something for many, many years. And um, I experienced peace, like, like genuine peace. I was not afraid. I did not, I was not worried about like, who are you? What's your name? Let me see your tag. What are you giving me? I am still kind of like that. You know, the nurse came in. I'm like, what is that? What's the side effects? Do I need it? Because if I'm not feeling it, I'm not taking it. <laughs> She's like, who are you? <laughs> 
I'm like, I read the side effects of each medication you were supposed to be giving me. I just want to know what it is. I am that girl, okay? And so I experienced God's peace like, like never, never, ever, ever before in my life. I'm the, one, I'm the one that's like, what was that? Who was that? You know, if I hear something, I get up. I'm like, who's out there? Nah. <laughs> but I experienced genuine peace where it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I was so experiencing God's peace. And then, and then it a little bit faded away. Like after then, I was like, oh, where'd that go? God, wait, hook it up. I want to live in there. He's like, it's available to you. <laughs> it's available to you. Are you going to walk in it? Right? Are you going to receive it? Are you going to take it up? It's not just some magical thing that happens. You have to take up peace. You need to take up peace that passes understanding. Take up faith. Right? Confident expectation of victory in every situation. Take up faith. That shield of faith, right? We over here acting like we need a shield. We got tatted shields. It's like, you know, you know what you really need to do? It's have confident expectation that in every situation you have the victory in Christ Jesus. Any situation that comes your way, I have the victory in Christ Jesus. I know that I can overcome. We're remodeling in our house, and there's a, a guy that is working at our house, and he said, he asked me this question. He's just like, who are you guys, you know? And our, um, you're just different. He, and he, he's asking questions about God, and he's like, I'm, I'm afraid to die. Are, how, are you afraid to die? And I said, no, I'm not afraid to die. And then he said, you're too young to know. You know, like if you, maybe you haven't had an experience where you thought you would, could have, should have maybe sort of died. So you wouldn't know what it feels like. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I just went into surgery. I was not afraid to die. I am not afraid to die. And I was so glad that I actually had an experience in my life to be like, yeah, you know what, sucker? No, I didn't. I was more like, no, this is, this, I was like, this is a God opportunity. Like this guy is genuinely asking questions about his, you know, what happens when we die? And how, how can you not be afraid to die? And he said, you're not afraid to die because you don't have much sin. And I said, it's not about sin at all. I am not afraid to die because I know that Jesus is alive in me. I've already met him. I'm not afraid to see him. I've already met him. I'm not afraid to see him. And there's a confidence that happens when you know that you have the victory in Christ Jesus, no matter the situation that comes your way. I'm not afraid to meet Jesus. I'm not afraid of whatever comes my way. I know that God's going to work it out for my good. No matter what happens to me, I know that I have the victory. I got that shield of faith that is guarding me, protecting me, watching over me. Why? Because I have great confident expectation. I'm getting to the other side. I have the victory. In Christ Jesus, not my own. Like, I ain't that strong. I could be strong, but I'm not that strong. But in Christ Jesus, I am. But we have to take up that faith. Take it up. Come on. Take up that faith. Take up salvation. These are, this is the armor of God, right? We're over here trying to fake like we need to put on some armor and walk in it. No, we need to take it up. We need to take up salvation. Sozo, all-inclusive. Y'all ready for the sozo life? All-inclusive. Everything is included. I already have all that I need in Christ Jesus. 
All that I need, something that comes up, I already have all that I need in Christ Jesus. When I'm lacking, I have all that I need in Christ Jesus. When I'm doubting, I have all that I need in Christ Jesus. When a crazy situation comes and the doctor says this, I have all that I need in Christ Jesus. Salvation, sozo, all-inclusive, right? Salvation. Salvation just is not your ticket to heaven. It's all included heaven on earth. Let's start walking heaven on earth. We need to take up the word of God. We need to take up the word of God, not just memorize it, not just put in your five minutes and you, you finish a devotion and like to get God off your back. No, you need to take up the word of God. This is how we are going to stand against the enemy. This is how we're going to stand. And against all, we're going to still be standing. This is how we get up. Don't give up. We take up. We take up. The enemy is after you getting the truth, right? He wants to steal the seed of the word of God that's being planted in your heart. He wants to distract you. He wants to steal the seed that's being planted in your heart. He wants to distract you with illusions and delusions. This generation is the most delusional generation I've ever met in my life. <laughs> we are this generation. You know why we're so delusional? Because we're watching too much fake stuff on, on this. This thing called a phone, a tablet, an iPad. Like little, little toddlers have tablets like, you know? Everywhere you go, you go to the store, they got, that, they got the tablet. They get in the car, they got the tablet. It's, and adults, the mom is driving with a tablet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, anyways. When people are texting and driving, you know why? I'm, I'm being a little judgmental because I finally overcame that. You know, like, I'm like, do not pick up the phone. Do not, do not text. And if somebody's with me, I'm like, text. And then I wait till I get to a complete red light. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Not a yellow light or an orange light, but a complete red light. You know, those ones that you actually stop now, right through. Okay. You know what the enemy, he wants to distract you. That was a distraction. With, he wants to distract you with delusions and illusions of what? Of bitterness, of resentment, of offense. Everybody's offended. This is the, it's the new thing to be. Oh, you know what? I'm offended. I'm going to blog about it. I'm offended. You know what? I'm going to turn my story into a movie. No, you're not. Nobody cares. Like, but, but do you see the delusion and the illusion? It's like people want something crazy to have to them so they can become famous about it. That's dumb. That is not a reason. You, don't, you know, don't put your faith in that. Something bad happened to me so I can become famous. No, no, that, no, thank you. Be, you know why? Because, the, uh, because Netflix romanticizes it. Netflix says, ooh, this is going to happen. This is the storyline, and this is what everybody's going to do. That is not true. Everything on TV is fake. Look at your neighbor. Slap him. Say, fake. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Everything on TV is fake. Reality TV is not reality. It's fake. Like, it's paid reality, okay? <laughs> They're paid for that reality, you are not. You are giving them money by. Okay, anyways. So the, the enemy wants to rob us of the word. He wants to rob us of the truth. And how can he get in there? He can get in there with bitterness, with resentment. Because let me tell you, people are going to hurt us. It's life. This is life. We're going to hurt people, not on purpose, right? 
It happens. We're not perfect. People are not our enemies. People are revealers of our immaturities. And so when you got to preach to yourself, people are not our enemies. People are the revealer of our immaturities. When people annoy you, when they get on your nerves, you know what? They're, they're, they're exposing something in you that is still immature, right? We need to walk in love, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering. Oh, no, I ain't got no time for that. Didn't Jesus see the meme? Ain't nobody got no time for that. No. People are not our enemies. People are revealers of our immaturities. When your cup is bumped, all it's doing is revealing what's inside. All it does is reveal what's inside. My response is my responsibility. My response is my responsibility. So today we're driving, okay? Me and these driving situations, right? Because I'm always driving, I guess. So today we're driving. Some, some guy pulls out. He doesn't see us. I'm in the car. Daniel's in the car. Matt's in the car. Shatay's in the car. And I swerve over. I look, nobody's there. I swerve over a lane, you know, past the guy. And, and I was so proud of my response. I didn't flip him off. Didn't remind him that he's number one. I didn't. Rah, rah, rah. First of all, you know, you want to know what gives me a lot of self-control? Kids in the car. <laughs> You're a renewed person. <laughs> but I, I was honestly, because that's what comes out of you. You can't pretend it. it what comes out, comes out. And it was, it was just like, thank you, Jesus. You know, our safety is our number one priority. God's getting us from point A to point B in safety. But when your cup gets bumped, it just reveals what's inside. I think that we need to really focus on my response is my responsibility. It's not, people are not in control of my response. My response to the situation is 100% completely my responsibility. It doesn't matter if they meant to hurt you. It doesn't matter if they were kind of sort of and you're like, oh, I knew she meant to do that. Your response is your responsibility. It's only exposing what's inside of you. And if what's inside of you is not good, it's all good because we can change it, right? We can take off. We can put on the new man. We can put on all the armor that we're talking about. How is, how, we need to ask ourselves these questions. How am I handling conflict with others? Because it's a proof that I'm mature or immature. You're like, no, they're annoying. Nope. It's, it's, Proof if you are mature or immature. If my response is not good, then we need to start looking at it as an opportunity for growth. You know, oh, no, I need to leave this job. I can't stand these people. You know what? Here's an opportunity for growth. Here's an opportunity for growth. Because when you can mature and you pass this test of this certain annoying with people because it happens, then you're going to have greater, right, greater Greater tolerance, <laughs> tolerance isn't what we're going to call it, in your marriage relationship, in your friend's relationship, with your kid's relationship, because we all have different personalities, okay? My personality can be so annoying to people, and their personality can be so annoying to me, but when we, when we love that about each other, when we accept that about each other, when we encourage that about each other, then you imagine the impact that we reach when we reach other people like us we got to stop putting people down because they act a certain way. Check your heart. Check your response. People are going to hurt us. They're going to let us down. But my response 
is my responsibility. My response is my responsibility. Get up, don't give up on people. Get up, don't give up on your kids. You can't give up on them, never. Like seriously, I have such a heart for this generation. I was just in youth on Sunday. I'm like, yeah, Massage is back. So excited to get back there. I don't know how I'm going to top this one. This was a wild Sunday. This was a wild Sunday, okay? I get in there. I'm like super charged up. I haven't been in the teens class in so long, and I miss them, and I'm like feeling good, and I'm healthy, and I'm ready to come back. And I dare Sergio to cut his hair. I, it went bad. I did not mean to. It was an accident. I meant to just cut a little and... It's shark tooth, like baby shark, da, 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 da. like that's how the haircut ended up having. The whole youth went wild, like, ah, Sergio! His wife's about to have a baby, and she's like, ah. I mean, like, there's no beating this. I mean, there's no beating. I mean, this was a dare that went wrong. It was like, hi, double dog, do you? And I'm like, make sure your wife's list is okay. She's like, do it, honey. <laughs> they had no idea. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into. Why was I going down this road? Get up, don't give up on people. They're not going to give up on me. <laughs> They're not going to give up on me. Don't give up on yourself. No, but for real, it was like so fun to be back in the youth. And I'm just saying, parents, don't give up on your teens. They're going through, they're going through a lot. Teens go through so much in this stage, in this age. And imagine when we impact them and they start impacting this world for Jesus, right? So I had such a blast back there and I can't wait to be back. So next, I'm going to shave this side of my head. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> right? That's a lie. That's never going to happen. But you know what? It was, it was fun being back there. I just want to encourage you, get up, don't give up on people, and don't give up on yourself. Because the enemy, he's after our unity, and we're better together. We're in this together. We're stronger together. And remind yourself, people are not my problem. They're just revealers. People are not my problem. My kids are not my problem. They're just revealing. I need some patience, right? They're not my problem. And when the cup gets bumped... What comes out is my responsibility, my responsibility to take off the old way of thinking, right? The old way of doing things, take off the way I was trained. That's how my dad responds and that's how I respond. That's what my mama said. I don't, you don't need no man. So that's why I said, you don't need no man. Now, how's that going for you? Mm -hmm. So I got a little quiet in here, little laughs. We needed to take off our old way of how we observed things growing up, right? Our generation, you know, the TV that was going, the music that was going as we were growing up. We need to take off that way of doing things, and we need to put on the new way of doing things, God's way of doing things. Paul said in Ephesians 4.21, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off. He didn't say, throw it off. Come on. We need to throw off our old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. What do we need to do? We need to throw off the old and we need to put on the new. We need to put on the new. We need to check our thoughts. We need to check our attitudes. Challenge your thoughts. Challenge your attitudes, right? Why am I thinking this way? Why am I acting this way? What does God's word say about this? And we need to take off the old, put on the new. Don't give up. 
get up and take up. Take up truth. Take up righteousness. Take up peace. Take up faith. Take up salvation. Take up the word of God. This is so important that we take it. We take responsibility. We take courage. We take faith. We take peace, right? My cup getting bumped, what comes out? Is it judgment, right? Am I petty betty? So petty about everything? What, when people annoy me, what comes out? Is it God's grace or is it judgment? Are we going to tear them apart? Jesus said in Matthew 7, 1, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Come on, Jesus, give us a word. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use to judge is the standard by which you will be judged. And this is crazy because we're living in such a judgy, judgy time, right? We're judging their page. We're judging their outfit. We're judging their social media. We go to judgy pages that judge people so we can get the tea and we can be just sitting there judging. Not with real tea, the tea. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck when you can't see past the log in your eye, you hypocrite? Jesus would be like, you hypocrite? First, get rid of the log out of your own eye. Take off your own old way of doing things. Come on. And then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friends. When you take out the log, then you can help others, right? You care for others. You coach for others. You connect others to Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Can anybody else see themselves doing this? Been there, done that, right? Anyone else? Just me? We live in a culture that everybody needs my opinion, right? We critique everything except for ourselves in the mirror. Like, you came out looking like that? <laughs> we critique everything. It's so crazy. We're so judgy, right? We blog about everything. Well, I'm going to make a blog about that. About what? About your negative attitude? We already have a million other blogs about their negative attitude. We need some positivity, not just blogging. It's easy to blog. It's easy to post. It's a whole other thing to walk it like we talk it. Hey, walk it like we talk it. Walk it, talk it, preach it, live it, right? It's a whole other thing to live this thing out. We've got to stop judging everybody. It just brings division. Jesus said in Luke 6, 37, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For you, for with the same measure that you use it, it'll be measured back to you. You know what? Let's give forgiveness like crazy. We're shooting out forgiveness, shooting out love. Why? Because why? I need forgiveness and I want to be forgiven, right? Imagine, imagine a culture. Let's create a culture like that. Let's create the God kind of culture. When we, we just spill out forgiveness. Why? Because giving will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, right? We're not judging lest you be judged. Remind yourself, people are not my problem. My response is my responsibility. The enemy is after our unity, and he's after God's authority. God is a God of order, okay? God is a God of order. Look at David. I mean, I'm not going to go through all the scriptures, but it's so good. I love David. You know, and one time I was praying, and I was like, and I just started to talk to David, and I'm like, oh! God, am I allowed to do that? I didn't mean to pray to him. I was just like, hey, David. It was funny. I was younger. 
So in, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 17 through 31. Read it yourself, okay? You, you got the time. Read the word, okay? The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. David goes and he kills Goliath, okay? He serves under King Saul. And Saul gets jealous of him. Like, the ladies are singing about him and he's so jealous, okay? Saul gets jealous of David's great success. And Saul tries to kill David. It's like, Rah! it's like they're at the dinner table. And it's like, Rah! he's throwing a sword. I don't know. They just had swords at the table. Maybe they're slicing their meat with a sword. We don't know. Like, God, can we see that movie? So, so D- Saul tries to kill David. And let me tell you, David does not harm Saul. David gets an opportunity, a perfect opportunity to whack Saul. Saul, Saul, <laughs> Saul, Saul. <laughs> but he would not touch God's anointed because David understood godly authority. The enemy is after authority. He wants to take authority out of the home. He wants to take authority out of everywhere that we go. No, we don't need no authority. I'm my own authority. And how's that working? How's that working for you, right? So Jonathan, Saul's son, loves David, okay? He loves David. He's not jealous of him. Do you know that Jonathan had every right to be jealous of David? Boy, why are you coming up in here trying to take my spot? I'm the next in line. I'm the next to the throne. You know, I don't know. I'm acting crazy. But he had every opportunity to become jealous. He had every opportunity. But you know what? He had another, he had another thought. And he said, I'm going to make covenant with this guy. I'm going to make covenant with him. He's like, we're going to be brothers. We're going to be in this together. We're going to be better together. We're going to be stronger together, right? We got each other's back. Man, if I ever had two sons, I named them. Jonathan and David. Well, so cute. That thought just slid through my mind. So Jonathan loves David. He was not jealous of him. He makes a covenant with him. And Jonathan ran his own race. And he ran in his lane. And he didn't need to fight David. He had him side by side. And they had each other's back. And they watched out for each other. And Jonathan ends up dying. Sorry, you know, you're going to read it tonight. You love him, but he ends up dying. Okay. But, but David, David has his back and he goes and he makes sure to take care of his son too later on. It's so amazing. But they knew their lane. They ran their race. They weren't jealous of each other. They didn't, they didn't get jealous of each other. This reminds me of me and my sisters, okay? I'm the middle. She tells the oldest, she tastes the baby. We all have a different lane to run. We all have a different race to run. And we run with endurance. We run encouraging each other. We're not jealous of each other. We know that your success is my success. My success is your success. What you add to the table, I have great reward from. What I add to the table brings you great success. We don't need to be jealous of each other. We can encourage each other. We can complete each other. We, you know, we need to get to that place. But there's so much opportunities. You, can you imagine you're working with each other all the time. Excuse me, what? You told me to do what? Huh? Your neck be popping. And we had those days. And it didn't work well for us. It didn't. 
It didn't work well, but we knew that we could surrender to God's authority. We knew that God called us to this ministry. We knew that God had great things happening here at Love Life. We knew that we wanted to be a part of it. We knew that we were going to surrender all and we were going to let God do what only God could do. And in those moments, it's not, it's not you submitting to me. It's us submitting to each other in Christ Jesus. What we do is serving each other is serving God. And serving each other is doing, is advancing the kingdom. Serving each other, saying yes to each other is us advancing the kingdom. Serving each other is us saying yes to Jesus, right? Serving each other, it's, it, it goes way, way beyond petty Betty. It goes way, way beyond us. If everything we have, we could give it to another generation. You know what? The enemy's after our unity and he's after godly authority. But we're not going to let him happen because you know what? We know your tricks. We know your tricks. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, you know what? Who by faith have testified to the truth of God's abundance. They did it before us. And they said, you know what? We're testifying. God did it for us. He'll do it for you. Stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and clearly entangles us, let us run with endurance. How are you guys ready to run with endurance? Run the race that God's called you to run. People are not your problem. They're just a revealer of a place of immaturity. But you know what that means? We can mature in that area. When something happens, like, oh, opportunity for growth. Don't look at yourself as a loser. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You already have the victory. You just need to grow in that area, right? With endurance, where am I at? Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. We need to look away from what distracts us. Look to Jesus. Get, get up. Don't give up on people. And get up, don't give up on yourself. Victory starts with Jesus. Victory starts with Jesus and knowing who you are in him. And that gives you a great confidence with great success that God called you for a specific race. You don't need to be running in somebody else's lane. You can't run somebody else's race. Why? Because God didn't prepare you for that. God prepared you for what he has you to do. And imagine the world you'll change when you run your race. When you run your race, you give it your all, and you give that baton to the next generation. Say, here's my all. I ran with everything I had. I gave it all that I had. I surrendered all of me, gave it to God. You run far beyond me. Take it, take it, take it. Go, go, go. Run, run, run. And I'm going to be that witness that says, God did it for me. He'll do it for you. In heaven, cheering you on. Or you know what? We're all going to go up in the rapture together. Ah! Victory starts with Jesus. And if you have not, and you would like to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you would like to ask Jesus, like, hey, I want to be a part of this victory train. Let's go. Choo-choo. Jesus has a place for you on the team. He has a place for you in his family. Jesus has so much for you. All you have to do is choose him right? We have to take that opportunity. Like we were saying, take up faith, take up peace. You have to choose Jesus. He won't force himself. You have to choose to open your heart and let him in. Let him in and your life will never be the same when you learn who you are in him. If you'd like to receive Jesus tonight for the first time, let's say a prayer together. Everybody say with me, say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Use me. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. 
I receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. And just like that, you enter into the family of God. And just like that, you have a race to run. We have some information that we would love to get you. If you're in the building and you receive Jesus tonight for the first time, you can raise your hands. We got ushers that would love to give you some resources. If you're online, please just click that I receive Jesus button. And we would try, love to try to get you some resources as well. You can just email us. Love you guys. Thank you so much for coming. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.